Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to another podcast here on Amazing Brew Podcast Network, SB Nation. This is Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, as always, John Simmons. John, I know we took another big fat L to those Buckeyes down south, but other than that, how are you doing? Uh, I think I'm just starting to get over, you know, the kind of days that these games have been putting me in for the past couple of years. It's it's been pretty brutal to say the least. And I was down there, I was at the game on Saturday and I anticipated it to be a little bit more of a shootout kind of like what Alabama and Auburn was, not really to that extent, but I thought Michigan their offense would have been able to play catch up a little bit more than they did on Saturday and if it weren't for a couple fumbles and things like that, they probably would have, but Anyways, let's get to the main part here of our podcast. And there were a lot, lot, lot of recruits in the big house on Saturday. And we talked about a lot of them, uh, the, the ones that we had confirmed last week. We talked about on last week's podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, feel free. But we're going to talk about the guys that we uh, kind of didn't really know about until Saturday when they showed up to the big house and the game started playing out. And I think the most relevant one here is Theo Johnson, John, one of Michigan's biggest 
targets remaining in the 2020 class, tight end, four-star guy. We've talked about him over and over and over again, and his recruitment just continues to drag out. His final four include Michigan, Iowa, Georgia, and Penn State. Seems like a Michigan-Penn State battle at this point. He visited a couple weeks ago also for the Michigan State game. That was for his final official visit of the season, but he happened to just swing on by for the Michigan-Ohio State game. He's not too far away over in Windsor, and uh, it was pretty interesting to see him come back so soon given that we thought that that was going to be his last visit was Michigan and Michigan State, but he came back. So this is uh, pretty good news for Michigan, even though they uh, laid a stink bomb in in the, in the game in general. The tight ends were used pretty well, actually. Sean McCune had a good game. Nick Eubanks had a good game. Uh, this has got to just be more good news for Michigan, I would imagine. Right, John? Yeah, I think so, especially because last, uh, last visit – after following his official visit, he said that he wasn't going to take any more trips um, before he decided because he was kind of getting sick of the whole process. But him showing up on Saturday is a is a big deal. I know he said that he wasn't really treating it like he was a recruit. He just kind of went to watch the game and wasn't really with a lot of the other the other recruits. But he did sit next to Brady McGregor for the whole game, and I think he was continuing to building to build that bond with him. And like you said, that the two tight ends went over. 100 yards so the offense wasn't definitely wasn't the worst part of the game so I think he can definitely see himself having a role in uh Josh Gaddis's system here so I think this this is kind of swinging back towards Michigan's way given that they've had the last two visits here and uh, I'm sure that the coaches will go in home with him in the next couple of weeks before the, well, the signing day hits yeah and I was about to mention that too it sounds like every coach or at least a coach from the final four schools of his, at least one guy plans on going in home with him, at least I would imagine this week. And then maybe next week too, just given that the early signing day is two weeks from Wednesday. So kind of important to get the final pitch, final word, so to speak. And I'm sure that there are going to be coaches lining up outside his house, pretty much trying to, get that last word in for him, but definitely good news. And it, it, it's, it's kind of weird because I was in the section, I was one section over at the game uh, to the left of uh, where Braden McGregor was at. Cause I, I was within pretty good view of him. I saw him down there with his family talking with Matt Dudek uh, and some of the other recruits. I didn't happen to see Theo Johnson. So it's uh Kind of interesting. I saw him and uh, Andre Selvin were down there, and there was a ton of other guys, too. Um, Theo must have slipped right by me somehow, but but definitely good news. Nonetheless, to get him back on campus, I think that does nothing but good things for Michigan, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out moving forward. With this recruitment, it sounds like he kind of wants to wrap things up uh, sooner rather than later. And let's talk about a couple guys in the 2021 class, John, that happened to also be at the big house for this game, Theo Johnson being the one big guy in the 2020 class. But let's move on to 2021 here. Hometown kid, Damon Payne, uh, he was the highest ranked guy uh, that we hadn't talked about last week. He's number 30 overall in the country. Defensive tackle, he's from Belleville. Is 67% of the crystal balls for Ohio State. So if I had to venture a guess – 
I would imagine that he was probably at the big house on Saturday, more curious and more wanting to see the Buckeyes play than Michigan. I don't know what you think, but that's just my thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely been leading more towards Ohio State lately. I know Michigan and, and him aren't uh, going after each other super hard um, for one reason or the other. He probably just took the opportunity to go with his teammates. He had Andre Seldon, Jamari Budden, and Deion Burks all from Belleville on the trip with him. So um, he decided, probably just decided to go along, but uh, you know that was a good game for Michigan coaches to point and say, we need a big plugger in the middle of the line um, for it. And you could fill that role. So maybe he uh, perks up with that a little bit, but they, they also had some other top uh, tier defensive tackles in, in uh, Victory Vaca and Taiwan Malone. So uh, they should be set at 2021 in defensive tackle. Well, you would hope so, given that they don't really have a true inside defensive lineman in the 2020 class. It looks like they're probably going to try and convert at least one of those guys that they already got committed, uh, kind of like a Carlo Kemp, so to speak, make them go from DN to D tackle, put on some mass. And uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of that. So that I would really, really hope that they get, like you said, victory Vaca being one of those top guys and Taiwan Malone being the tippy top guy uh, in the interior defensive line for 2021. Moving on here, we got a couple offensive linemen that also visited in the 2021 class. Eli Sutton, he's a six foot seven, 285-pound tackle. He's from Tennessee. Uh, and then J.C. Latham, who currently uh, plays ball at IMG Academy. I think he is originally from the state of Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. uh, he, he's drawn some interest from Wisconsin. He's got other offers from Ohio State, Michigan, of course, Oklahoma, LSU. Sutton, meanwhile, he's got a Florida, a Miami, a Michigan, of course. Uh, so he's, he's drawn some pretty good interest there as well. Uh, LSU, Nebraska, and of course, home state, uh, home, home team uh, in the state of Tennessee with the volunteers giving him an offer as well. Uh, it, it doesn't really seem like they're going to slow down offensive line recruiting at any point in the near future. They're looking for one more guy in the 2020 class, um, preferably a left tackle or right tackle. And it kind of looks like they're really trying to uh, lock down the offensive line for the 2021 class as well. They've already got Giovanni Elhadi uh, committed, uh, the offensive tackle from the state of Michigan. And they're really, really looking to uh, lock in some more guys, it looks like, with these two. Yeah, I guess I'll start with the, the bad news first is uh, late J.C. Latham. Um, he initially had a crystal ball from Sam Webb for Michigan a while back, back when he was still playing high school ball in Wisconsin. But then he transferred to IMG this past offseason, and he visited Ohio State um last week for their game against Penn State and a bunch of crystal balls came in for the Buckeyes um so and you know obviously this performance didn't really help Michigan shot against that specific team so I think that one's more way more of an uphill battle than it was at uh one point uh for the top 100 guy but they they did get Sutton on campus which is interesting because this is his second or third trip on campus I get him and Noah Josie the other tackle from Tennessee confused a lot, but Sutton's definitely visited before, um, and I was kind of surprised to see him up there. He didn't really announce it much, but I think that does uh, show that there's 
a lot of uh, interest from Sutton. And, you know, he's 6'7", 285. He's a true tackle guy. Um, ranked just outside of the top 150 right now and no crystal balls. So I think Michigan has a chance to uh, really get in there with him and uh, have a good shot at a, at a guy in a state that usually uh, Michigan doesn't really recruit much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To wrap up the podcast today, we are going to talk about a few 2020 recruits that are going to be coming to campus this weekend. They won't be checking out a game, but I feel like this is probably a pretty good opportunity just given what happened last weekend. They won't have to endure any of the chanting from the Ohio State fans or uh, a beatdown on the gridiron. But let's talk about a few of these guys, a couple buddies from California, C.J. Stroud and Darian Green-Warren. Uh, C.J. Stroud being the quarterback recruit that they're going after now after J.D. Johnson medically retired. And Green Warren, of course, being uh, probably the lone cornerback recruit that they have left uh, in the 2020 class. Uh, They'll be traveling together, and it sounds like they'll be probably spending a good amount of time together during this uh, trip over to Ann Arbor. So definitely good news to get these guys on campus and hopefully um, expand their minds a little bit to potentially coming uh, to the Midwest instead of sticking out West. Yeah, it's definitely a bit of a different type of official visit uh, kind of atmosphere than usual since it's after the season. But, you know, there is a basketball game on Friday night. I'm sure they'll go to that. Um, that'll be exciting. Um, but, yeah, Stroud and Green Warren are buddies. They both play big positions of positions of need for 2020. Um, you know, having them come out here together will be good. I think having only a few official visitors – on campus without a game will kind of give uh, the staff the, the, the give be, to be able to give them the special attention that they need, kind of like a visit for a you know early season cupcake um, where not a lot of guys come, but if they get one or two big ones, they can kind of devote all their attention to them. So I feel like that's what they're trying to do here, um, and it'll be I think it'll be a good experience for both of them. Strouds, uh, Michigan's really the only school that. Uh, Stroud is considering that doesn't have a quarterback already in their class and a highly ranked one at that. So I think that'll be uh, the biggest advantage in Michigan's favor going forward. I think so too, uh, given that the other schools that he's really going after uh, or that schools are going after him, I should say Ohio state already has a quarterback, uh, UCLA, Oregon, I mean, Georgia, and they had these, all these schools, already have quarterbacks committed to their 2020 class and Stroud could come be that guy uh, for Michigan in its 2020 class if he really wanted to. And uh, Green Warren, 
I, like we've already alluded to, their buddies. Um, cornerback, not a huge position of need in 2020 for Michigan. They could probably use one more. I would imagine that they would want to take one more. You can never have too many defensive back recruits, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see how all this works out and um, if they're able to sway one or both of them to commit to Michigan. It's really coming down the stretch here, uh, signing day. The early signing period starts in two weeks here. So um, yeah, really crunch time here for these guys, especially with C.J. Stroud and how open he is in his recruitment. It seems like Green Warren is starting to more so um, – uh, get his last couple visits and uh, things like that in. So uh, it, it'll certainly be uh, pretty big for Michigan uh, this weekend for those two guys. But another recruit that's going to be on campus uh, this upcoming weekend, James Pogorelk. He's an offensive tackle. He's in the 2020 class, another guy that Michigan is going after to kind of round out their offensive line recruiting in the 2020 class. Andrew Gentry, of course, being uh, the one really high-ranked guy there uh, that they would really hope for. But again, he's not really much of a 2020 recruit, more of a uh, 2022, given his two-year mission trip that he's going to be taking. But Pogrelk to get him on campus once more before a visit to Virginia the following week. And it seems like it's really coming down to Michigan, Virginia, and Stanford uh, in this recruitment, John. Yeah, I, after Pogorelk visited for the Michigan State game in a couple week or a couple weeks ago, I kind of figured that would be uh, it for him. He'd come, he'd like it, but he'd probably still stick with Stanford in the end. But then he did schedule, you know, an, an official visit right after um, to come back to campus in a pretty quick uh, turnaround. So I think that does show that. Uh, he's still very interested in in Michigan. Um, he does. I think he already took his official visit to Stanford, and he did say he wanted to take an unofficial to Stanford, kind of on like a last you know trip to each one of his contenders. Um, but I did think he, he said that uh, he's also planning to wait until the February signing period, and that that could be an admissions thing with Stanford because uh, a lot of kids have to wait to see if their takes or not because they're academics. I mean, you know, given his. Uh, final three schools. I don't think that'll be a problem, but that does give Michigan more time to kind of go after him and try to change his mind. Um, I know they definitely want another uh, lineman in the class. Don Brown's visiting Ozzy uh, Trapio, the big six, seven tackle from uh, Massachusetts that just got, is like in the top 100 of 24 seven. Now um, he got a big bump. They, they actually like contacted another Stanford O-line commit, um, a couple days ago, so they're clearly trying. I don't think going after Stanford O-line commit is, bas- is that's basically the hardest guy you're going to try to uh, flip, But they, they, as they know with Miles Hinton, but they are trying to get another lineman, and Pogorelk is the, the one big uh, uncommitted guy still out there, I think. Yeah, most definitely, and the board will really condense itself in the next couple weeks because Gentry – the last I talked to him, he had told me that he still wants to make his decision and sign during the early signing period. Um, so we'll definitely know who Michigan really has a chance with moving forward after the early signing period. And, and it'll be interesting to see. Do you think that – and we haven't talked about this at all, John. Do you think that oh, – let's just hypothetically say that uh, Andrew Gentry does commit to Michigan 
and he, he's not on campus until 2022. Do you still think that Ed Warner and them would, would want to go after one more offensive tackle like Pogorelk or, you know, one of these other guys that they're going after? Or do you think that they would kind of just settle in with Andrew Gentry? I mean, I think it would make sense, right, for them to, to go after another guy, uh, given that Gentry's plans are still to take the mission because, you know, mm-hmm. they they clearly need, want another guy to bolster out their, their room. And if Gentry's not going to contribute for two years, it means it's always nice to have a top 100 guy in your back pocket for two years down the road. Um, but, you know, he's not going to really help you until maybe three, four years down the road because the line take time to develop. So if, if they need, they think that they need one more guy in, guy in the room, which I'm kind of surprised with actually because they built really good depth there. But if they want one mm. more, you know, guy to throw on the pile, then, then I think they're going to sign both or try to sign at least two. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree, honestly. I, I don't think that if they were to sign Gentry that they would back off on Pogorelk or any of these other offensive tackles that they're going after. I, I, I feel like they wouldn't be going after as many if they really uh, were going to just settle with one of those guys. I feel like – I mean, obviously Gentry is the top priority, and I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Ed Warner would were to go out to – Colorado this week and and go visit with him, do an in-home with him. Um, But yeah, I I would imagine that they'd probably uh, continue to go after these other offensive tackles, even if they were to get Andrew Gentry to sign with Michigan, uh, which would be a a, a really big signing nonetheless. But you would, in my opinion, if I were Ed Warner, I would definitely want another guy in the class that would be on campus uh, for spring ball and, and, um, you know, summer ball and, and being on the team next season. I, I think that would ultimately be really important for them to round out this 2020 class. Um, but finally, real quick here, Braden McGregor, he's going to be taking his official visit next weekend as well, or this upcoming weekend, I should say. He's visited uh, pretty much every home game that you could possibly imagine. I think he missed one or two maybe because of the injury that he sustained in his uh, senior year of high school ball, but he's still firmly committed to Michigan and he's definitely one of the more vocal guys in this class. So getting him on campus during a weekend where you've got uh, some pretty important 2020 prospects coming in certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. I think it's a bit of strategy um, that's going on with him and the coaches to kind of plan that official visit for this weekend with some of their top 2020 guys still on the board coming in. You know, we've, we talked about him, sitting with Theo Johnson at the game on Saturday um, already. And so I kind of think that the staff really likes having him around and, you know, selling the program to these guys. So uh, it, it'll definitely be good to have him on campus and be with them the whole time, you know, promoting Michigan and uh, building those relationships. So it was a good move, I think, by the staff. Honestly, wouldn't be shocked to see Andre Seldon and a few of those other in-state guys down there as well, yeah. just to visit, just just because – um, you know, they've been on campus pretty much every weekend, so I wouldn't be shocked to see them once again in Ann Arbor and and uh, try and put on that recruiting hat like Braden McGregor will be on his official visit. I think that's about everybody, John. Are, are we missing anybody? I think that's about no, it. I think that's everyone. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely have to uh, update all of you guys on the podcast next week in regards to how all the, all of that went. And if there were any surprise visitors like there usually are, and we'll update all of you uh, right here on the podcast next week. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter? At Simmons underscore John. And follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Like Maze and Brew on Facebook and Instagram, all those social media handles. You know where we're at. Uh, download all of our podcasts as well. Search Maze and Brew Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, uh, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. We've got it for you. We will be back next week with another future brew. Uh, Out of the Blue is going to be here tomorrow for you guys. Uh, For John, I am Vaughn, and we will be back next week, and go blue.